0: Hello and welcome to What Would Jesus Tech? We exist as a podcast to help Christians use tech and build tech as Jesus would if he lived today. Uh, And just a reminder for everyone, this is a listener-supported podcast. We love to have your support on Patreon, and thank you to those who already do. Uh, In today's episode, we're going to reflect on what we've learned. We're going to consider next steps for us personally as well for this podcast and our careers. Um, And we're actually going to do an announcement about something exciting at, at the end for those of you um, that are interested in helping us on that project, we would love that. And so we'll get into that. Um, Joel, before I hit record, you were telling me about how much AI stuff and meta stuff, like we're, we're living in a time right now where people can recreate their three-dimensional face live in a digital space like Mark Zuckerberg is doing with meta and this is going to be yeah. on scale. And you're like, the change is, is, is wild. And it feels like there's a wild amount of change right now. But you think we're underestimating how much change there is.
1: Yeah. And I think it's crazy. When things stare you in the face, it's sometimes still hard to see it. Um, so what I mean by that is there's a, a phrase where people underestimate what can be done in a decade and then overestimate what can be done in a year. And what we're seeing is that same sort of narrative playing out where technology is just going to keep accelerating. And I think, you know, throughout people we've interviewed and discussions, everyone's still coming to terms with like the last era of like social media and stuff like that. But people are thinking less, the general people, I think, are thinking less about what's going to happen. So what you mentioned, and maybe we'll have a chance to show it, is... um the Codex um, software functionality where an individual goes and scans their full face or body, and then AI is used to render that um, with the subtleties of your facial expressions so you actually get past the uncanny valley of realism. And in this immersed environment, you feel like this seems like a real person. It's passing all your lie detection instincts. And... Sure, this is you know this is cool, and a lot of advocates for AR and these type of technologies have kind of seen this coming. But the infusion of AI, the infusion of you know potentially next IoT, where it's like now you're getting sensors, so you're recreating touch, smell, um, taste, all of that type of stuff. We're really going to move into an era that is vastly different than just the start of the internet. And the our Zoom calls be, will
0: never be the uh, same. You're gonna smell yeah. the people in
1: <laughs> well, no, no, like-
0: you were predicting it a year ago. You were you were talking we were talking about in that metaverse podcast, and you were like, Yeah, this stuff is coming. And now we're we're starting to see it more so in the realism of it. But yeah, but we're kind of getting distracted. Sorry. I feel like we as a podcast are not too like expert of the experts. Like you are not the expert at every single technology. You're you're in the weeds in it, you work it every day. But it's, it's not to say that you are the expert at every single technology. You just, you can't be. Yeah. And same with me. Like I might be, uh, uh, someone in working in pastoral ministry, but I'm not the expert of experts when it comes to theology. I'm not the expert of experts of, on anything. Um, I'm just learning from these others. And I, I've been thinking about how. Does our podcast think about itself? How do I think about what I'm doing with this podcast? Um, And so that's what we're going to do now. And then we'll talk about what you're going to build because you want to start a company. Uh, We'll talk about a book and we'll talk about an idea at the end. But for me, I feel like our podcast has gone through three phases. The first phase, like first 10 to 15 episodes was experimenting, like finding our voice, finding our place. And really my goal was partially just the friendship with you. Like this is a cool project for us to work on and for an opportunity to me to talk with you and work with you through these ideas that we've been talking through for 15 years um, and my own personal growth. And then it's like, oh, and let's experiment. Let's see what we can do. And then phase two, it really like I remember us talking about, well, we're really serving people when people are coming up to me and saying, hey, listen to that episode. And like, oh, man, we really need to serve people. We need to bring them like the best of technology thinkers, theology thinkers, practical, like let's give people advice, not just, I think people always want advice on like how many hours a day should I have my phone app limitations or, you know, should I, like people want that specific advice, but we're really trying to cultivate wisdom and discernment and reflection on these technologies. And yeah, that goal of useful content, I could say. But I feel like we're entering a new phase right now where it's not just experimenting, it's not just serving, though it's both of those things in part. But really the goal now is discipling, like discipling one another, growing closer to God, growing closer to the wisdom that we want to live in um, as Christians. And I think that has a different feel for me than just getting good content out and then thinking about ourselves as one among the many podcasts that are getting out good content and thinking Mm -hmm. about growth metrics. It's like, no, like whether there's two or 200 or 2000 or however many listeners, like we want our listeners to grow spiritually and live more wisely in light of the techno culture of our day. Um, and, and it just that feels more holistic and us really being a learning community to enable that reflection that's necessary in our technological world, which you're not going to be able to get sometimes in your local church and in other places. So that's kind of some of the ways that I've been thinking about what I've learned about what we're doing. Even what have you been learning in the past year and a half in doing this podcast?
1: Yeah, I think at the outset, I would say the most fundamental change for me is that I've been able to merge these two worlds of being, you know, a believer and you know going to church on Sundays and my daily work and kind of really figuring out how do I merge that? Like whatever you do, do this to the Lord. Work is to the Lord, you know, and Ooh. like that has been so empowering because I wake up every day now doing my job with a lot more enthusiasm in what I build, you know, like personally, I'm, I'm a builder. I feel like God's made me like one of those people who like, you know, I really enjoy that original creation mandate. And now being able to do that in light of everything we've been learning over the past year and all the people we've talked to has really almost like accelerated and refined it to be done in a more intentful way. So I think that's really good. And now I'm realizing as we start talking to you know, other people speaking to a youth pastor the other day and saying like, you know, what does your church need uh, when it comes to talking and understanding technology? And it was interesting because I think they didn't even really know what they didn't know. You know, they're not in the space, they're not in and up to date with all the, you know, changes. So they didn't even know the questions to ask. So I think like providing this fundamental, summary of everything that we've gone through is like a really helpful starting point that well you know what's what's the point of that is like to lead to hey let's all lean in so that we can kind of take on this change in a positive direction point people to christ like really ultimately like carry out the great commission right like preach the Mm -hmm. gospel and not be on on the back foot so yeah that's kind of high level how i i'm seeing it no
0: i was I was invited to a youth leader conference in Canada. It's called the Youth Summit, um, and it's put on by my denomination. And so you have maybe 40 people in the room. I don't know. I didn't count. But I asked them, how many of you are feeling afraid about the technology and the changes that are happening? And like half the room put their hand up, mm. you know, and it's like that back foot feeling and not understanding what's going on. And I just, I left a ton of time for questions and there's like question after question, even after people coming up to me, well, what about this? And then someone's, someone had their like 15 year old kid is like digitally addicted, you know, and they're like, what do I do? You know, it's like, oh, oh boy, like that's a, that's a, that's a complex question because I'm not we did an episode on digital addiction, but that was more about if you want to do it yourself. Now we're talking about parenting, which is a whole other layer and it's something we care about. We did an episode on parenting, but it's yeah but really figuring out the wisdom in all of this and yeah, and giving some concepts concepts. And that's where we're we're talking about we're kind of teasing it right now is like we want to start a book. We wanna, you know, write up uh Short ebook that we can give out for free that I could hand out at a at a like the conference I was just at to give people like okay here's this unpacked that you could study as your youth group over six weeks. you know here are the six texts of scripture, and uniquely I think what would be fun in this book i is is what you just said at the end like christ centered like can we center our vision of technology use around Christ? and around his life, his death, his resurrection, like all of it, his incarnation, you know don't want to leave that out because that mm-hmm. that has statements as we've talked about. So it's it's almost like for the people who this is their first episode listening, they're like, "Oh, what like I'm I'm entering into this journey of these two friends." It's like, "Yeah, you are. You really are. When you're listening to this podcast, you are entering into this journey between two friends who are trying to make sense of this, one technologist, one pastoral. Um, you know, like, let's make sense of this world and live wisely. And we're on a journey. All of us are on a journey. We're not experts, any of us. But Jesus is the expert. What can we learn from him? And his words have something for us today. Um, yeah. So yeah, I-, I feel like there's so much things that I've learned in this process, too. But even just <laughs> not saying I'm um, as much <laughs> <for> myself <laughs> to, to do that. Yeah. Much.
1: I- I've noticed that. I had to be be careful not to say I'm right now, you know, and contradict myself. But I think naturally I can speak a little bit more eloquently, just a tad. Um, But to your point on, you know, building this or uh, building something versus creating a book, writing a book, I think we've come to this realization that it is a little bit of both. And that's, you know, the exciting part for me is like, once we empower people, how can we also then encourage them to, lean into technology and build technology if they're able, like if that's a skill set that they've been given and not, you know, not all are. And I think that's really cool that like, even the name of our podcast is like, what would Jesus tech can be interpreted a lot of ways. And one of them is what technology did Jesus use? You know, he used clothes, he was a carpenter. what technology did he use? And he knew how to use technology in a, in a godly way, in a Mm non-sinful way. And like, how can we, at least distill some of those elements so that we can kind of follow in his footsteps and do the same, you know, through the Holy spirit.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you want to build, like you are a builder. You sometimes dream about companies. So you're in your mid
1: thirties right now. What are you (laughs) considering?
0: You are mid thirties,
1: right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Does that feel old? (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes it's like, Oh, I only have X many years left. How many companies can I build?
0: Well, and we let's not think about the Christian life as pure productivity. There's a whole episode on that. <laughs> but um, but uh, you want to think about the future. You want to think about what you're going to do professionally. Um, there's my um for the record uh are you going to start a christian company are you going to start a tech company like are you always going to work in one of these large big cut tech companies like you are what do you think for your future and how yeah how's i that mean, being
1: shaped? so to kind of give the listeners a bit of a background today i work at a company called splunk as a product manager actually uh there's a device so the in the network, network rack, rack, rack of my, my head there um, um called, called the, the splunk, splunk edge, edge hub, hub. And, it's, and advice it's advice to get, to get industrial, industrial data, data, into data into our analytics platform, for our, for Spunk Spunk is the an analytics company, leading in security and observability, so, so, really, so really in the IT, IT space. space. And I'm kind and of, kind of like bringing it into, into a new, new market. Interestingly enough, I think it was like now two weeks ago that Cisco announced they're going to acquire Splunk for 28 billion dollars, and this is a third a billion largest, billion. yeah, third largest software software acquisition. You have like Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard for I think it was like 68 billion um, and there's another you know software acquisition in there and then you have us slack you know whatsapp and all of these other ones so it's up there in the history um you know part of it is that it is Splunk is already a big company it's not like some small startup so it's making some some good revenues but in what I'm doing now kind of to your point I do see it as actually helping other companies Companies, enterprise companies, do things more effectively, efficiently with data to make better decisions. And you know, some of those can be about around you know bringing more equitable decision making to an enterprise division on like, hey, like how do we make sure workers are treated fairly? Um, and, you know, are they overworked? And like, what about um, fatigue and all those type of things? You know, just like getting more data, right? It could be also around doing things more effectively. So, in in all of those ways, I do feel like there's a tangible difference. Even like churches could use this for their HVAC facilities, even though I haven't focused on that market yet. Um, and doing things more effective and and spending less money on maintenance and more money on uh, you know sharing the gospel. So that is pretty fulfilling. But you do touch on a point where it's like, well do I want to do something after that? And I think, I think I do. I think I want to create something. I don't know if it'll be a, a Christian company or even just like a company that helps people come to know Christ. So one of the ideas that I may or may not do is like in the health tech space where you can create technology, like a smart stethoscope, for example, that you can give to someone that records it, uses AI, can give send of like an a prompt with data to a doctor to remotely say, Hey, you should at least go and see more help. And it's like, you can now bring this into countries that don't have as much access to healthcare. And as you're addressing their physical pain, they can start to open up about their spiritual pain, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you pair that with, you know, both speaking to both those problems, you know, there's a big impact we can, we can bring. So I think just ideas like that. Uh, really inspire and excite me so not sure jury's still out but I'm gonna do something that's for sure
0: if your boss is listening to this don't worry Joel's not quitting tomorrow he's not <laughs> doing this massive side gig project where that's that's a thing now a eh? where people work like three or four jobs and because it's all remote work so you can just like get away with it
1: yeah anyway. yeah, yeah I I know some people who who've done that but I think I, don't know. I think there's, you know, some companies are doing return to office, but I do think, at least for me, like I'm just too overwhelmed with the one thing to like take on too many sad things. Plus, you know, kids and all that type of stuff. Just the plate is overflowing, right? Um, which yeah. we've also talked about, uh, you know, doing the health of that in a previous pod ta- podcast. Oh, yeah. well.
0: And you're, you're figuring out, like, I think it's been really interesting for me because I have been kept honest by you when it comes to some of the outlandish stuff that you can say as a Christian technology critic of like, like if you read Neil Postman and Jock Lula, like they have such audacious statements about how bad technology is and how much it's ruining things. And, and it's like, well, there are people in the room that work in technology and what's your word to them? Like in Kitchener-Waterloo, 5% of the population work in tech. Um, and so if you just think about, at least in my region, being a pastor saying, and technology's the problem, or, or whatever you're saying, it's like, wait a second here. We need a grander vision for technology. A biblical vision for technology is one where we're actually supposed to cultivate the earth, including the lithium and silicon, and turn mm-hmm. it into the type of stuff that can love our neighbor. And so, yeah, Joel, you totally should, whether it's a Christian company or a company that is truly just serving our neighbors, rich or poor, or you're starting a company that has that explicit value of serving the poor, which there is, of, of course, something there that, you know, Christians take on that mantra of serving the poor far more than any other, like, that's unique to Christianity. Yeah. Christianity came out of nowhere. It's like, oh yeah, the 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 poor, the victim, the marginalized, we're going to care about them. They have a place. In fact, the weak are made strong in 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 the Christian worldview. Like, so there's something really cool there that you could do using your expertise. Um and and I think uh pastors should be encouraging that, not just d- demonizing tech, right? Yeah. Maybe there That's is demons of- in some AI. I'm not I'm not restricting yeah. that possibility. <laughs> but we need to reflect on the fact that there's Christians working in tech, trying to use it for good. And, and there's a lot of good that tech does in the world. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so so maybe you you'll thinking? build, maybe you'll build.
1: Maybe I will. And and for you, like, what do you think about, you know, the books out of things writing? I don't think it's just limited to, you know, from what I know of you, just uh, an ebook so far, there's a little bit more behind the veil. Well,
0: it's funny. Cause like Tim Keller, Love that guy. Um, He's with the Lord. He's he's passed now, but he he was an influence on me. He didn't start. He didn't write a book publicly until like his fifties, sixties, and he gained all that wisdom first before sharing it. And I really respect that. And I, if you asked me three years ago, are you ever going to write a book, Andrew? I'd be like, no. Like like my focus three years ago was like that's around when I quit my job at the tech company, you know, and I finished up my seminary degree and I just wanted to serve as a local pastor. Now, you know the details behind what's gone on in my family and extended family and things that I've had to prioritize instead of full-time, you know, pastoral ministry. And so in this in-between phase that I'm in now where, you know, family is taking priority and I'm I'm taking care of first things. I have had opportunity on the days where I'm not doing childcare or parenting or whatever to read more, to reflect more with you. Like it's, it's funny that the podcast almost wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that
1: Mm -hmm. in
0: between moment in my life, um, that God can use, you know, these dark periods for, for growth. And when I look at Canada and when I look at like what's going on, just around me, I don't see a lot of theologians, public theologians, articulating gospel truths, biblical truths into contemporary challenges. And there's a need for that. And I'm not saying that I'm great at that and better than anybody else at that, but I just don't see a lot of people doing that and doing it well, especially in Canada. And so I just have this burden of, can I grow in my intelligence and wisdom and knowledge everything passion even to help people through right thinking and so yeah i've thought more than i ever have in the last year like i woke up in the middle of the night a few months ago and like just started writing out book concepts and well one Here book in particular go. like and that one that one's like a deep difficult book on like reflecting on where we're at and reflecting on what the world is like and how the, the lack that we see in the world, that there's something wrong in the world points to something that's missing in us um, because we need God. We need heaven. We were, you know, C.S. Lewis. It's basically, basically what I want to do is The Weight of Glory by C.S. Lewis. I want to take that book and apply it to our techno culture and this world in which we're living in these challenges. But that's a bigger book project. Short term, I think... I want to write this curriculum with you on what would Jesus tech, this focus on how does Jesus think about technology? How do we live as we ought to in light of the virtues that Jesus commands, not just productivity, but virtue. Um, And thinking about that in a way that's accessible and can be discussed both as technologists and as people living in a society filled with tech um that excites me just because of the practical nature and the there's so much cumulative knowledge like you think about the like we're on episode 36 37 like Mm -hmm. each episode 30 minutes to an hour plus all the prep plus all the books we've read like i've read over 20 books now on technology like can i distill the most important concepts that are christ-centered Down into an ebook that we can give away for free, and like, let's be clear, this is all volunteer. Like, we do not have enough Patreon support for this to be a full time job by any means. Uh, Like, there is there is just a huge challenge. Like, if I said to my family and friends, if I said I'm going to be a youth minister at the University of Waterloo, can you fund me for that? It'd be easier to fundraise for that than it would be to go do a PhD on the theology of technology, right? But there is something there of like, we need some people to be experts on technology for the sake of the church. Why can't evangelicals endorse that um, as well as supporting the people on on the campuses and you you imbibe this you gave me the patreon book not the patreon book the patron gospel patrons and i feel like you do this you literally buy me a camera so that we can upgrade we don't have it yet (laughs) but but i'll eventually figure out my computer um you you understand that
1: yeah i think i think yeah that concept of like yeah how did the kjv you know come into place it was like actually so into the work And someone had to support him. You know, there is behind these great leaders a patron, right? And I think, at least in, like, the tech space, a lot of people in Silicon Valley and tech companies, you know, they're doing well for themselves, right? Um, You know, myself, myself included from a financial standpoint. So it's almost like, well, what God has given me these talents, right? How do I steward that correctly and multiply that and invest that rather than just like sitting on that and consuming that for myself. And I think that has always been, you know, at the forefront of my mind of like, let's turn that into action and multiply it 30, 60, you know, hundredfold, and you can get to the gates and God will say, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. I think that is, it, yeah, it's kind of like underlying all of what we do. And yeah, I, I'm very excited for, you know, th- there are people who, you are in a busy phase and you don't have the time to do things. So Mm -hmm. just support someone who, you know, has, and maybe things will change and the tables will flip and then you'll be needing that support as well. So I think, yeah, understanding the the seasonality of life is also really valuable. Mm -hmm.
0: Your microphone's a little bit quieter or you were touching your microphone or something there. There's like background noise or something. It was quiet. It was fine, but it was.
1: Sorry, there's a vacuum cleaner upstairs. Is that what it is? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, you got that Roomba going.
0: Got it, got it. Your Roomba is in the background. I was going to edit this part out, but now uh, now we can see now that you're a true confident. technologist <laughs> with a Roomba in the background. Um it's like it's like Andy Crouch. He has this this profound book on the life we're looking for and like all this stuff. And then I listened to him on a podcast and he talks about how he uses a Roomba. Like I'm like, that's dehumanizing. That's like, you know, but but you use technology while critiquing it and all that kind of stuff. Anyways. Yeah, the, the robot um,
1: revolution. That's another
0: one. The, the Roomba Revolution. Well, robots in our houses, right? Like Tesla, they're they're making it. So all right. So so let's talk about this future now of Of this book, what I want to talk about is an idea that I haven't shared with you yet. Um, okay, so I know that we talked about the book before the podcast, but one of my things in in the context of making disciples and helping people, and not just being a podcast that goes into the ideas of theology and the You know, the the new technologies, though I think there's a place for those types of concepts. Like, we really need scripture. We really need to understand how scripture talks about technology. And one of the ideas I've had for a while with this podcast is maybe we should do, like, go through the entire Bible. And instead of starting the episode on, oh, did you know about the new Tesla thing? Oh, did you know about the new meta thing? Oh, let's talk about the ethics of that. Let's start with scripture. And then work out of that. But I realize that, you know, every technology that we assess and talk about the ethics or talk about the virtues of living, you need to be holistic. So it actually makes more sense to talk about the technology first. Right now, our podcast is every other week. What if on the off weeks, we have shorter, a short little episode that is just like, hello, welcome to WWJT. Today's reading will be from Genesis chapter one and two. Mm. And we do it. And or if you're available, you do it, or I'll just do it on my own time. And it'll be a reading from scripture and then some brief comments after applying it to maybe some of the technologies of the day, maybe not so like oriented on the latest tech news, like not, trying to tie it too much to that but just these foundational texts in scripture and there's a lot of them and i just want to expose people to them right um because i don't think people have exposure so in isaiah like in some of the minor prophets i think there's a lot in the minor prophets that we could actually go to to think about the technology of the day and of course jesus like the sermon on the mount and just do like one chapter read it Brief commentary, that's it. So that people just get more Bible intake. I'm worried that the stats might drop because then people might not listen to those episodes. They're like, oh, it's boring. It's just scripture. They might skip it. Then we would be an unplayed episode in their podcast catalog, and then we wouldn't pop up. But I'm like, should we take the risk of doing this biblical content in people's feed? Like, I'm hoping that people don't just listen to this this podcast for their Bible content. Like I'm hoping that they have other means of doing that outside of us. We've even talked about that on previous episodes, but what are your thoughts? This is my idea. What do you think?
1: It's interesting. It's like a, you know, sub series. Um, I think, no, I think it's good. I think people need that. Like you said, like there's so much stuff that people don't know. Um, I would enjoy it for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm digesting it. I'm supportive. Um, but I, I I don't think like you know the viewership is really like the challenge, especially if it's done tastefully. You know, it could have the opposite effect. It could be like, like sub series could be the one that breaks it and makes it like a big hit, and everyone's like, oh, these tech news updates—that's boring, right? So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm always about experimenting. You know, that's a a product development mind, right? Experiment, see how it goes, and hard for me to say no.
0: All right. All right. Because I I think I'd enjoy it. I'm going to be doing this like whole comprehensive view of what the Bible says about technology anyways, as we think about writing this book. And so why not take the time to reflect on those key scriptures? And even the ones that are tangentially related, like the ones that talk about virtue or self-control, but those absolutely relate to how we use technology today. So both using and building technology, what does the Bible say? And maybe we'll start those up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're going to give me an idea to make something else to kind of like ask other people. also what they they think is missing, you know, where it's like, yeah, like there's a lot of people who are saying, Hey, I wish someone could build this. Right. Uh, and if you specifically like open that up to, you know, Christians, um, it'd be interesting or telling to be like, what gaps do we have? for the church, um, you know, related to technology or not. So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. All right. Well, let's keep this episode short. We won't go on for an hour. Um, any, any final thoughts from you? I think one thing for me that I've been thinking about is in some ways there is this big world when we started this podcast of, Oh, there's all these other people thinking about the theology of technology. And it felt at first like, Oh, should we really do this because there's not that many others, doing it, or, there, or because there are others that are already doing it. But then as you get into it further, you realize a couple of things. First is that there's a lot of people leveraging the same material and just repurposing it for today. So how many times are you going to hear Neil Postman by some of these contemporary thinkers because, oh, Postman, he was very perceptive. He wrote 20, 30 years ago, but you just apply some of his concepts to today. And so there's a lot of that going on. Even though there might be many people doing it, there's a lot of people just repurposing old stuff. And I actually think that's good to repurpose old stuff. And not just 20, 30 years. Let's go back further. Let's think about how people thought about technology all through Christian history. There's lots you can glean from that. Like Martin Luther loved the printing press. He thought it was like a gift directly from God. You know, like like there are ways that Christians have thought about these technologies in the past that we can grow from. And then the other thing is that like, even though the world is... Like there's lots of people doing it. I also realized, secondly, that there's like a lot of, um, how do I say this in a way that's helpful? There's a lot of almost contradiction in what people are saying. Like there's not a clear path forward. It's basically like this anti-tech, 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 oh, but by the way, you can still use tech or, or it's, you know, build tech, build tech, build tech. Oh, but also you need to be cautious. And really threading the needle biblically is far more difficult than I think people give credit to. Like, I think people intuitively understand that there's extremes of hating technology and loving yeah. technology in an idol. But really threading the needle biblically and guiding people with wisdom on how to make decisions in light of their technologies of today, it's very nuanced and there's a lot of danger on either side in terms of, you know, going too specific with advice and then you end up casting people's conscience into despair because they're like, oh, I'm not following that as well. Like if you you are on your phone before bed every night, yeah, we could say it's unhealthy. Yeah, we could say this. But like, it's not necessarily wrong. You know what I mean? Like there there's actually yeah. Christian freedom here and that's the Protestant tradition. And anyway, so I ju- I just think that there is some unhelpful advice, some advice that just st- stays with postman but doesn't go back to christians postman's is a jewish guy and so it's like let's get christian content let's get biblical Mm. content let's do this kind of stuff and that really motivates me not that i think i'm the best at it but i think there's a lot of people who are doing it well and that i can learn from and i think our job is to articulate it for the common person and the person working in tech Um, yeah two different people in my mind people working in tech are common people, too, you know what I mean but the the non technologist and the technologist um yeah and and bringing those deep insights into a way that can be applied to our lives,
1: yeah, I think like any product it does well if it serves a gap in the market, and I think that's what it is. It's like, hey, there's this gap, and yeah, there's some good content out there, but it's not filling this gap, so that's like where it's encouraging to be like. Hey, let's do this. Let's like meet this gap and actually help people. Yeah.
0: And even seeing it in Ontario, like there's not a ton of people in Ontario, Canada that are working on this. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to work on it. And if you want to support us, uh, you can do so by giving us feedback. Um, Even like something like, oh, you know what? Andrew and Joel, will send you an email, whatwouldjesustech at gmail.com. And you can say like, hey, these, this is my favorite episode, or these three episodes were the top ones, because we're going to be crafting this ebook based around some of the conversations we've been having, but distilling down the key concepts. So give us your feedback of like what you've been enjoying, what you've been finding as helpful. Um, that would really help us out. We want to be a learning community where we're making disciples together. So this is not just a me and Joel, the expert. We need, we need you guys. So please help us out with that. Joel, anything you want to add?
1: No, I'm well, (coughs) on a side note, I'm going to ask if you think we need to move to America soon, based Mm -hmm. on the CRTC ruling around podcasts and the way our Canadian government is going, (laughs) but that's a massive tangent that could be extra material. Uh
0: yeah yeah let's let's stop recording for this episode but we'll do a short little CRTC hot takes me and you for our patreons which brings us to the other point that we're gonna keep doing the patreon supporter thing so feel free to support us. Uh, patreon.com slash WWJT or I think it's what would Jesus tech just go to our website what would Jesus and you can click the link to uh, support us financially and that will um, help go towards the type of stuff that we're doing um, obviously there's there's costs with this podcast there's um, time but really it, it, we're doing this stuff from a time perspective as free it's really just the cost of hosting the podcast the cost of recording and and all the things that come up with it. I remember arguing with someone a year ago where he's like, yeah, churches should start their own podcasts locally. Just set aside a budget for $2,000 a year. And I remember being like, ah, that's too much. Like, you don't need $2,000 a year to do it. And now that we're getting into it, it's like, yeah, $2,000 a year is actually a good budget for just the costs that, that come with it. But anyways, thanks for listening. This has been What Would Jesus Tech? My name's Andrew. And I'm Joel. And uh, we encourage you all to use tech, find rest, and glorify God. Thanks. Bye. Bye.